creation. Let's sing this song, Who Am I That the Lord of All the Earth Would Care to Know My Name? Let's sing this together.
the voice that calmed the sea would call out through the rain and calm the storm in me. Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who
see who that is behind you next to you wherever and children come forward for a few moments of sharing Good morning. How are we today? You doing okay? Well, guess where the... Uh, I'm teaching Sunday school today. Guess where the lesson's coming from today? Any guesses? Hebrews. What's a Hebrew? No guesses? Normally today we call Hebrews Jews. We're going to be talking about Melchizedek today. Can you say Melchizedek? <laughs> Melchizedek was a, he was not only the high priest, but he was the king. And do you know why we're going to be talking about him today? Any guesses? Because Jesus is also our high priest and king. And guess, and guess what's so nice about that? No guesses? You don't know, do you? Does Jesus forgive, forgive us all of our sins? Yes. And does he offer us eternal life through that forgiveness of sins? So aren't you excited now that he's going to be our high priest and king forever? I think you are. <laughs> All right, bow your head and pray with me, okay? Dear Jesus, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for being our high priest and king. Amen. I looked up on the screen and I saw Marnie Dumas and I heard this voice and I thought, well, you know, 
Wrong Dumas. <sighs> Thank you, Melchizedek. Um, it is good to see everybody. Glad that you could be here today. Bible school starts tonight. That's going to be an uh, uh, exciting time, exciting week. So um, we're glad to have that happening this evening. Appreciate all of you that are working on that. Um, our youth are getting out of the way, some of them anyway, and going to, for pizza tonight. I believe some of them may be helping in the Bible school as well. So um, we, we thank them and invite the youth to meet for pizza at the Pizza Inn tonight. I always have to think in, in tonight. If you have a concern in your home or among friends that you'd like to share, uh, we invite you to fill out a prayer card. Uh, our ushers have cards for you which they will hand to you if you lift your hand. And uh, we'll collect those in a few moments and have a time together in prayer for those concerns. We also will be passing around a, an attendance pad in a moment. It is a way for folks to give us their mailing address and things like that and um, indicate some questions or whatever. So you're invited to do that on those forms as well. Apparently we have young mothers giving babies away today. and you have, it's, uh, Let's see, what else is happening? Men's club. The men are still uh, collecting Shoes, men's shoes, size 10 and above primarily, um, and there are barrels around here. Uh, of course, if you have size 12 and above, like some of us, it doesn't take too many shoes to fill a barrel, but nevertheless, we uh, invite your help and participation in that good project. The shoes will be giving this, given to some needy people who come to the Triune Mercy Center. Triune is a church building that uh, used to be a Methodist church in downtown Greenville and now is a, an outreach center. So uh, we, we ask your help on that. What other announcements do we need to share together? I'm sure I'm forgetting something. We are collecting the prayer cards, uh, it would appear. If you have your prayer card ready, if you would hold up your hand and card and we will collect those. June 19th is the next Men's Club Supper, uh, 6.15 out at Fuddruckers um, on Wade Hampton. Uh, we had 20-something people at the first meeting, and we hope that you'll be there, men, uh, for the second meeting. Any word about tonight that I haven't said, Lee? 6 o'clock. All right. Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Lord, we give you our thanks for all that is happening in our lives and in these days. Sometimes it would, <clears throat> it would appear to us that nothing is happening, perhaps, but we, we know better than that because sometimes the breeze of your spirit is very gentle and we hardly notice it, but it is constant and you're leading us. And there are other times we wonder if life is ever going to slow down. Things are happening so rapidly and you are at work in our lives with gale force winds. Those are amazing times, sometimes troubling times. But we're grateful that you are consistently and consciously at work in the lives of your children, 
even as parents on earth are consciously working in the lives and consistently working in the lives of their children. And we thank you for this. Here are our special prayers for, for this day. We pray for the youth and their leaders who will be leaving this coming Saturday for South Dakota for their mission trip to work on the Rosebud Reservation. We pray for a miracle. We pray for Jean, who has a broken wrist that is not healing properly. We pray for Ralph Pruitt, Clay Jones's grandfather, who faces serious surgery this week. Pray for Robbie for his quick healing of his injury. We pray for Marilyn Hornsby for heart healing. We pray for those seeking jobs. We pray for Lynn, Pam, Drianna in their cancer fights. We pray for our church staff. And, oh God, we give you our concern for our land as we pray for rain. We pray for a friend's daughter who has problem with alcohol addiction. We pray for comfort and healing for Mike Berg and Carl Reinick. We pray for troops in harm's way, their families and loved ones. We pray that you would uh, remember us when our rain chance, our time for rain is coming. We pray, O oh God, too, for those who've been in hospitals recently in our congregation who are healing from various operations. We pray especially for Anita Colbert and for Martha Leonard as they recover. We give you thanks for your work in their lives. We pray in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. A uh, hundred degrees today. Um, that's going to be a little warm. Aren't we blessed to have? How did people get along without air conditioning? It is great to have Lynn Pennington coming and sharing the good news with us today. Uh, if you don't know Lynn, you haven't had too long to know Lynn and Hank as they have joined our church in the last year. Lynn recently has uh, been interested in learning about lay speaking ministry and went to a lay speaking school a whole weekend of that. And uh, before that, you have been a, what is that, Stephen minister, a Stephen minister before that. So we are lucky to have this family in our church and glad to have Lynn here today. And she's not at all nervous. <laughs> I asked Arthur when I came in, I said, I'm not sure I can do this this morning. Do you have something planned just in case? And he said, oh, you can do it, but I can always fill in 10 minutes if I have to. Um, as Arthur said, I'm new to Memorial, and um, I don't know many of you guys yet, but I hope I'll be able to get to know you better in the future. 
And I am a nervous wreck. I am sweating and sweat's running down my back. And I, I told him in the back, I said, uh, it's hot in here. And they said, no, nah, you're just nervous, but it's going to be okay. Um, this is God here this morning because I don't think I could do this without him. Um, I'm usually not a very nervous person and I'm able to speak, but this is totally different. And I just hope that what I have to say will touch somebody out there. Um, I'm here because I just felt that God called me to share with you a simple message that I have learned and that others have also probably learned, and I'd like to share it with you this morning. But before that, I'd like to uh, pray, if you'll join me in prayer. Dear God, I give praise for this day that you have given us. Let your spirit be with me today as I bring this message to this group of people. I ask that your presence be felt and that these people be moved. In your name I pray, amen. I tried to come up with a title and a scripture that would go along with what I wanted to say. And you'll see the slide up here says perseverance. And really my sermon's about perseverance and faith. But it also could be entitled, We Are Weak But He Is Strong, especially for the children and the song Jesus Loves Me. But uh, when I was looking for a passage of scripture, James chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 1, verse 2 through 6 came to my mind. And in verse 12, where James is talking to the tribes about the trials and hardships that they would have to encounter and the perseverance that they must have through it all. So let's look at James. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. And verse 12, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Have any of you out there ever felt like you've just given up? Let's see a raise of hands. Y'all got to help me out here this morning. Have you ever wondered why you just keep going and going and things just keep going wrong? Well, if you have, maybe something that I say this morning will help in that perspective because you're in the right place. I want to share a story with you about a young lady that I know. But I need to give you some information about this young lady before I start. This young lady grew up in a Christian home with very loving parents. She accepted Christ around the age of 12 at a summer church camp. She had a normal childhood But there was one thing. She experienced low self-esteem throughout her childhood and life, due for no reason, really. In her sophomore year of high school, however, her life changed. One day, while sitting in her French class, her eyes glazed over, rolled back in her head, and she passed out. Now, the principal contacted the family immediately and told them that this young lady must be on drugs. The family then sought medical advice. The girl was not on drugs. 
She had an irregular brain wave, which without warning caused her to pass out. Now you have to envision this for a moment. Here's a teenager of driving age, an irregular brain wave. Passing out and driving just don't mix. She began questioning God. What was happening to her? Why was he testing her? She went to college, fell in love, and got married after graduation. Her husband was still in school at the time. She worked three different jobs to help support the family and his schooling. He became a chiropractor. She was committed and dedicated to making their marriage work. She took her wedding vows very seriously. There were many struggles in their lives over the next few years, and she questioned God again. Why me? Why us? Why are we struggling? What have I done wrong? She gave birth to a son. Life was good. The young family was in the process of purchasing a home together. Everything changed that summer. On the way home from visiting her parents, less than a mile from their home, the family was hit head-on by a woman going to work, changing the channel on a radio. The woman and child were able to get out of the car, but the husband could not. The car was on fire. The man was trapped inside. Now I want you to think for a moment. Here's a woman and a child out of a car. The man trapped inside, it on fire. Think of the turmoil, the thoughts the woman and the child must have had. The woman who hit them didn't have a scratch on her. The young mother and child were hurt. The mother was bleeding from glass and had a dislocated shoulder. The child had a broken leg in two places. Finally, after what seemed an eternity, the jaws of life arrived and cut the husband free. Now think about this for a moment. Imagine the last scene the young lady had of her husband. A white sheet was being laid over him. Now when we think of a white sheet being laid over someone, our initial thought is death. The thoughts of him being dead ran through her mind. The unfairness of a woman causing the wreck, not having a scratch on her. The husband had a gash in his leg where the emergency brake had cut it, and a crushed hip. The man did not lose his leg due to infection, but ended up with a steel plate and 13 screws in his hip. He was out of work for six months. They were out, they were let out of a contract of purchasing the house. But a dream was gone, vanished within a split second because someone not paying attention to what they were doing. Lives were changed forever. How could they pay the bills on one salary? All the questioning came again from this young lady to God. Why in the world was he testing her? The anger came. She had worked so hard at trying to hold this family together, and every time things started looking up, something happened. Through support from her family, friends, church groups, and a local Masonic lodge, the bills got paid, food was always on the table, 
And she even, by the grace of God, found a job closer to home so she could take care of her husband and child. God was good through all this. She could see that, so she held on tight to her faith. Several years later, a house was purchased, and the three of them moved in. And eventually, another son was born. Another blessing from God. Things were going along fairly smoothly for this family of four now until the next summer. The husband was accused of sexual misconduct with a patient. The woman sat in a courtroom while another lady told the court what had supposedly happened. Think of this woman now at this time. Imagine the feelings she had. Imagine the questions she had for her husband and for God. Her faith in God being good kept her going through this ordeal. As time healed wounds ever so slowly, Thanksgiving brought another challenge one year. Her father, a vibrant, healthy man at age 61, became ill with a rare disease. He walked into Duke University that Thanksgiving, but didn't walk out. He lost both legs to amputation and died within months. Through it all, the young lady and her family never left her father's side, nor did they lose their faith, even though a terrible disease had taken its toll on her father. During his illness, however, he and his estranged brother, who had not been close since childhood, found forgiveness for each other and their faith in Christ. Again, God is good. Her children at that time took a grief seminar. A young man saw her in a local YMCA later and said, Have you ever thought about volunteering for hospice? Shortly afterwards, a friend left bread on her front porch with a note attached saying, God had told her to speak to her about working with hospice care. And one of the woman's co-workers mentioned one day how she even knew the director of hospice. God was calling this young lady, and she finally answered his call. For approximately six years, she volunteered for hospice until she found herself seeking something, but she didn't know what. What was God calling her to do now? Another test of faith was near. Her husband told her that he no longer loved her, and he had probably never been in love with her. He didn't know why he had married her, and he had found someone else that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. Her faith at that time was put to the strongest test ever. Why was this happening? What had she done wrong? The questions kept coming throughout the next year, but with very few answers. She got involved in divorce care, a 13-week Christian-based study for divorcees to help her through this. Family, friends, and church members surrounded her and prayed fervently for her. Her children and her were struggling in many areas of their lives, 
so much change, so much anger, that low self-esteem was still there. There was a desire for love, but not being sure what it was anymore. The woman began dating for all the wrong reasons. She went to her pastor for help and asked what she might do to help others going through similar situations in the future and to receive help herself. He suggested Stephen ministry and sent her to be trained. She returned after a week of training and began training others in her church. What a blessing God had sent her way. Maybe these tests she were having were to help her grow closer to God and to help others do the same. She found a man who helped her regain her faith and love, and her life was in a state of repair. She went for a routine health checkup, and they found cancerous cells. The doctors had told her there was no need for alarm. It happens all the time. They would recheck in a few months. A few months later, they saw the same results. After treatments, the doctor decides surgery must be performed to stop the cells from spreading. Why me? Why now, after she had begun dating and was happy once again? Questions to God kept coming again, but her faith was getting stronger, and she was led to go on the walk to Emmaus. She told me, what an experience. What a blessing from God. He surely knows how to get one's attention. The young woman returned for a checkup again, and cancer had returned six months after surgery. Why are the cells back? Why did they spread, and why did they spread so quickly? She had so many questions for her doctor, but very few answers. The man who had redefined love in her life proposed, and they married. She returned to the doctor once again to find that the cancerous cells were still there. The doctors determined that chemotherapy is the right treatment. Will she lose her hair? Will she become sick during treatment? How tired will she get? Again, more and more questions with few answers. She completed the chemotherapy and didn't lose her hair, but I just found out a few weeks ago from her that the chemotherapy did not work. The cancerous cells are back once again, and she is now discussing what options the doctors will take for follow-up treatment. How much faith does this young lady have? How much can one person take? The dark times in her life seem to outnumber the bright ones. How has she held herself and others and her family together through the years? What does this young woman have that others do not and causes them to give up so easily? Well, it reminds me of the story of Paul and Joseph in the Bible when I hear this young lady's story. Why did they keep on trying and trying and going and going? They had faith, and their faith was real. They also possessed perseverance. Their faith in stories like this young lady's is one of strength, hope, and resilience. Think about what kept them going and what kept this young lady going through all she went through. Paul, Joseph, and this young lady I have told you about can relate to another scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. 
I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. In closing, I'd like to share with you, I hope you all have listened closely to what I've had to say because I am this young lady that I've been talking about. I have lived through all of this because of my faith. Was it tested? Sure it was. And it probably will be over and over and over again. But it is growing stronger. In Storio Martin's book, Just Enough Light for the Step You're On, she talks about the dark times in life and how sometimes God allows things to get very dark in our lives in order to teach us and to grow us about him. He certainly has done that with me. As I look back on some of my experiences, I can clearly see now how it was God beckoning me to spend more time with him. He is the only one that can fill my empty space in my heart. I have certainly been blown off course many times during my life, so far off that the only way I would ever return to his narrow path of his walk was for him to lead me there. God wants us to learn to walk a walk of faith where we trust him for every step that we take. Also, sometimes he causes us to get out of our comfort zone, just like he's done with me this morning, and let him guide us to where he wants us to be. Only he can nourish us. He can only give me the strength, joy, peace, and rest that I need. I've decided that through all this, that he must have a great purpose for my life. He isn't through with me yet. He is going to continue to use me until the time that he calls me to go home with him. I definitely know that he's called me on several occasions when I look back over my life. Did I always hear him? No way. Seems like he had to take a baseball bat and hit me over the head. But when I look back at my hospice volunteering, Stephen ministry, walk to Emmaus, divorce care, and even today standing here in front of you, I know that it was him that put me here. Will I ever quit questioning God, doubting him, and forgiving up, forgive others, and step away from my past? Hopefully this is my first step. Without him, I can't do it. But with faith and God, I can and I will. He is molding me for his use. He's the one who put me up here today. Let me ask you a question before I close, and I want you to think seriously about it this week. How strong is your faith? Can you keep your faith through your trials and sufferings of everyday life that you will experience? Or will you just give up? I stand here before you today as one who is walking in faith. I know it can be done. We can apply the words of Abraham Lincoln to Christian faith. He says that some have succeeded greatly is proof that others can as well. May God allow all of us to succeed greatly and stand together in our faith and hope from the one who died for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
Let us prepare our hearts for worship through giving. Yo 
your will for me. Help me to know you are near. Cause I still believe in your faithfulness. I still believe in your truth. stand as we affirm our faith through the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty,
strengthen your faith and to give you courage all the days that you live. Amen.